0: Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. It's going to be freaking sick. There's a lot of fun stuff to talk about. There's some rumors flying around. Rumors, Gossip. Gossip. We got some proper football talk. We got some transfer portal talk. Some BYU football talk. There's a lot of stuff going on in this episode. You are not going to want to miss it. Before you listen to the episode, make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter at LoyalToRoyalPod, where you'll find lots of fun and interactive content that will make you laugh, that will make you cry, that will make you sneeze, fart, cry, burp, and laugh <laughs> at the exact same time. It, it's just a rush of emotions. Make sure you're checking it out at LoyalToRoyalPod. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Let's boo! us. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket,
1: man. Go over forget! Back <laughs> <laughs> <Let's laughs> to Let's go wild. Let's 10. go. Baby. Let's go. To be <laughs> We're at a waterfall, dude. Oh. Oh. He put his butt down here. Go, go, go,
0: go, 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 go,
1: go, 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 Welcome back, everybody, to the Royal Strong and True Podcast. Whoa, we're going to do the whole episode like this? Yeah. Oh,
0: we might need to get some drink up in here then, because our
1: throats are going to be drier than the Sahara Desert. The Sahara Desert? Whoa. Speaking of Sahara Desert... Let's get into some housing. Jared with an absolute killer transition once again. As always. Gotta love it. Yeah, as we were talking about the Sahara Desert, I remembered that Dan isn't with us, unfortunately. Our hearts are dried up and shriveled.
0: Yes. Much like the greenery, I almost said greenage, (laughs) the greenery and the Saharan Desert. Yes. Uh, It is brownage now. Brownage. Yes. Absolute brownage. The brownery. Like... My pants after some Asian zing. <laughs> that kind of brownish. The
1: zang. The zang. Uh, speaking of be dubs <laughs> that's a good transition. There we go. We got that. Uh, we have a, let, let, let's do a little rumor mill segment. Uh, I'm Ooh. hearing some rumors going around. I like that little rumor oh, the siren there. Okay. Uh, anyway, first up on the docket... Yep. is Orem okay. B-dubs, the one at the University Mall, <laughs> all excited. Uh, it was supposed to open today, actually. Yes! But it did not. Oh. It is now rumored to be opening on May 1st. Mm-hmm. Uh, my family went to P.F. Chang's for my birthday the other day. Oh, P.F. Chang's? Yes, and it's like right across the way from the new B-dubs. This is they were doing, like, a booster event. Like, mm. not a booster, but, like, you know, like, the owners and their families were there. They were testing out the TVs and stuff. So it is functionable. It is operational. Operation, Functionable. As, as Lando Calrissian would say, that thing's operational. It's operational. <laughs> like ah. me and Numb says. Uh, anyway, but, yeah, so May 1st is now the projected open date for the r b dubs. Uh, we'll be there a lot Come the uh, fall. Oh yeah. Yes. Saturday mornings at ten a.m. You'll catch us there. We'll be there. Housing wings and Mountain Dew at ten (laughs) a.m. Again, is there any better way to start your Saturday? Absolutely
0: not. (laughs) Absolutely not. Speaking of B Dubs, ooh, I must. uh, Oh, and also, happy birthday, Jared. Uh, Uh, How does it feel to be twenty-four years of age? Uh, weird.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's kind of like that. Okay, you're you're like not a youngin anymore. You're Mm. kind of, you're kind of in the millennial age now. We're kind of like the millennials.
0: We're I don't know. 25% the way to 96.
1: See, now that puts it in perspective. Now that
0: puts it in perspective. <laughs> or I can come up with some other random fractions, but let's skip that because <laughs> nobody likes my math. Anyway, B dubs. So Katie and I are doing something, right? I don't even remember what we're doing. She's probably not going to be happy that I don't remember what we were doing. But we were doing something and um, we were shopping. We were shopping. That's what we were doing. We're nice. shopping for her birthday because her birthday is coincidentally one day after Jared's. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Happy birthday, Katie. Happy birthday, Katie. Anyway, we're driving past, and it's kind of cold, right? Or... Okay. No. I know what we were doing. Now. We were taking graduation <laughs> photos. That's what it we was. We were taking graduation photos. Anyway, it's kind of cold, chilly. We're going back, and we're like, you know what? Let's get some soup. Let's go to Cafe Zuppa's. Okay. I love but As we're driving by, or we're driving through Sugar House, we see the beat ups there. And I go, okay. hey, what? Let's stop at B-dubs, kind of as a joke. Yeah. And she says, okay, and swerves into the parking lot. What? And I was like, oh my goodness, I love you so much right now. This is incredible. (laughs) So we go in there, we get seated after like 10 minutes, which is is an anomaly. That's ridiculous. That's amazing. Yeah. And we sit down in the bar and we're just chilling, right? And this lady comes up to us, asks us for our order. She goes, hey, what kind of food do you want? And I was like, can I get 10 boneless wings, please, to go along with my Dr. Pepper? Okay. And she goes, so you want 20? And I was like, excuse me, what? And she goes, it's BOGO Day. It's Thursday. I had totally forgotten that there was buy one, get one wings on Thursday.
1: I had no idea. So I got 20 wings for the price of 10. Let's go. It was
0: incredible. Let's go. There was no greater happiness than I had that day. when I took pictures of my beautiful wife celebrating her accomplishments, her graduation from her master's degree
1: and beat ups. That's amazing. It was your birthday too. It was was my birthday too. That's exactly (laughs) what we celebrated. That's incredible. That is the opposite of a fire fest. That is a water fest. No, don't, don't worry. There's fire coming later. Oh, that's true. That is true. If you know, you know. Um, <laughs> zang zang. Next, I have a rumor that I have heard. Hmm? The jazz. The jazz. What? What? Is,
0: what are the jazz? It's they are. Be <laughs>
1: They are the Utah Jazz, correct? Okay,
0: we're not scatting. No, 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 no. Okay, scatting,
1: <laughs> wrong kind of jazz. Wrong. My bad. Okay, my bad. We're right. talking the professional basketball team. Okay, they're the Utah Jazz, correct? Yes. They're not the Salt Lake, the Salt Lake City Jazz. Theoretically, there's a rumor. Hmm. Ryan Smith wants to move the Jazz to where? Not from Utah, but from Salt Lake City. To where? To Provo, Utah. What? Why? That is the rumor I heard. Why? What? I have no idea. I have no idea.
0: Kind of off of like university, not like the university. It's actually by the university, but you know the other <laughs> university that's, that's like – that's down there. Yeah, that's down there by like that weird like like I think it's a medical office kind of thing. That's like got East the, Bay. That's got the like, basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right by the golf course.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right over there, maybe. I guess you have some space. I have no idea, but apparently it comes from a source that has a friend inside the program. Mm. They said Provo was one of the locations that came up when they're talking about moving the team. That's got to be a joke. It's not something, but it's not nothing. True. So it's interesting. Uh, They say... The other part of the rumor is, and we've heard this a little bit with the NIL, or not the NIL, the NHL. NHL. NHL, right? Which is... Similar letters. I-H. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. right You know, I'm HL. thinking sports, college yeah. football, hockey, the same thing, basically, not yeah. really. Um, but they're saying the NHL might want to like build a stadium up by Point of the Mountain, right? Mm-hmm. Like at the old prison site. Yeah,
0: prison site. Mm-hmm.
1: Apparently, maybe they're just going to do a huge like industrial sports complex there, where you're going to have the MLB team, the NHL team, and the NBA team there. So what are we doing about the
0: MLB then? Because I thought the MLB was going to be on the like Dominion Ener- or like the Rocky Mountain Pi- Rocky Mountain Power site yeah. with the freaking like smokestacks in the background. For some reason,
1: I don't know. I. That rendering was probably the worst stadium rendering I've seen in my entire life. So, hear me. out. The th- smokestacks, is there any way to make them good?
0: Um, you could turn them into something. I've heard a couple of theories, a couple of proposals, and okay. I want to hear what you have to think about. Okay. It. okay first so question, three. first
1: question. Are they still in use, these smokestacks? Uh, yes, I think. Okay. I think. Okay. Anyway, smokestacks. Idea number one.
0: You just paint them as giant baseball bats. That would actually be kind of funny. Okay. (laughs) Idea number two. Because there are three of them, Mm -hmm. right? Every time there's an out, you light up one of the smokestacks.
1: So it becomes part of the experience. I like it. So
0: two outs, the second one lights up, third. (laughs) They all kind of flash, and then they go back to zero. Nice. Nice. That's kind of cool. Or you could do that with strikes. You can do that with any number of things because baseball loves the number three. For some reason, yes. Death. I mean, <laughs> holy trinity, I guess.
1: <laughs> well, one could be God, one could be Jesus. And well, the holy that, God. <laughs> I mean, if we're
0: already going to name our freaking car dealership dudes... Rock and Or paper and scissors, why don't we name them out? Something would let's put the rock
1: board in charge of naming <laughs> the three freaking smokestacks. Why don't we? Then it really would end up as the holy trinity, anyway. Keep going, keep going with the smokestacks. Uh, yeah, I just think the smokestacks were a terrible idea, horrible. They're like, Oh, it will add to the industrial feel
0: and look of the industrial They <laughs> were kind of like. Why are there even a bunch of freaking, like, oil refineries in Utah anyway? I don't don't really get I thought that was Oklahoma's deal. How did they end up in Utah?
1: I don't know. Well, and it's also like, this is Utah. What are we known for? Skiing, mountains. Let's put that in the backdrop. No, 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 no. Let's make it look like it's Detroit. Yeah. (laughs) The smokestacks. You know what's kind of fun? What? Uh, The Salt Lake, Provo, Lehigh area Mm -hmm. is
0: actually recognized as the 10th most polluted city in the nation. That's awesome. Shout out to the inversion shout out inversion wow all right Anyway, so yeah uh in the, at the end of the day it doesn't matter because baseball sucks uh, if they build the giant sports complex I hope it's just NBA and NHL they want build two f- separate stadiums while you're at one that not? would be awesome and right and then you don't have to preemptively build an NFL
1: stadium Right, just in case. You just know? in case. Or or just in case the XFL or the USFL want to come along. Hmm. I, I would personally go. I, I'd, I'd go. commit. I would commit to buying tickets. I'd go all day. Yeah, okay. There we go. There I'd we play have in it. the league. Heck, why not? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, uh, uh, let's yeah. let's jump ahead to some real sports that are actually happening. And I don't mean the America's pastime, as in baseball, because that's not a sport. No, not a sport. We're talking real sports. It's a hobby. We're talking real Salt Lake. We're talking proper football proper <laughs> football This the beans are toast. toasty yeah, beans and toast and toasty beans. That's a real funny transition in it? It, it. it is, isn't it is, it? Like but MR6 bonkers. Crikey I guess that's a uh, I always mix Australian in there. Dang <laughs> it. Um they have another uh, idea of what proper football looks like. Uh anyway, Australian Real Salt Lake. Uh, real Salt Lake beat San Jose three one. We won the game. They're real. They are real. Yep. Um,
0: back to real. We're back. Are we declaring them as officially real, or are they still like um, hypotheses?
1: Um. Let's see. Hypothesis, Salt Lake. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go ahead and I'm gonna jump right back on. We're real again. Okay. As I reserve the right to change my mind come Saturday. But right now, they are real Salt Lake. They looked actually way better than usual. Uh, our offense was clicking. We had a ton of chances, a ton of shots. We won 3-1. Uh, the goal scorers were Gomez, Savarino, and then this, like, Falafel guy. Falafel? No, uh, it's not really his name. It's, like, La La-fafalasolo. LaFafalasolo. I don't know.
0: Anyway, <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway they're, like, a bunch of new guys or guys that have returned to the team that have played. Gomez was that uh, record signing over the the off season. Mm-hmm. And so it's good to see him hitting form. Uh, we played in our turquoise alternate cause it was earth day. They nice. had like these turquoise alternate, like save the great salt lake jerseys. Nice. Nice. Super cool. I think we should wear them the rest of the season cause we played so good in them. Uh, but yeah, we're back in the hunt. We're ninth in the West, which means we would play in tournament. We're back. Uh, and we're only negative seven in goal differential now, which is second worst in the division, but Heck yeah. it's not the worst. It's not the worst.
0: Yeah. I'm not ready to declare them as real, though I will say they are a little bit past hypothesis Salt Lake. I think the hypothesis has been in some ways proven, but in other ways... It's been confirmed, but not proven. Okay. I'm going to go with theoretical Salt Lake. So it's kind
1: of... Yeah, yeah. It's like a theory. Yeah. You you can't prove it wrong. Yes. But you can't scientifically prove it right. Correct. It just hasn't been proven wrong. We got theoretical Salt Lake. Okay. You know what? That's probably more apt. (laughs) But... (laughs) Jared's going... British on us. I'm getting British. He's going vocabulary. Yeah. Anyway, Real Salt Lake. They're back. Everybody. Uh, they're they're playing exciting soccer. Like even though they're not winning all the time, they're playing very exciting soccer. Uh, their next game is coming up. They play. I think it's Dallas on Saturday. Oof. No. Uh, <laughs> yes. We are not playing Dallas. We are playing Seattle. Uh, Seattle's pretty good. This should be a really fun match. It's at home. If you can get to the game, Rio Tinto. I might be attending if I can get off of work early enough. We'll best see. Rest of peace baseball season. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, baseball is the worst. <laughs> uh, I've been producing it for the last like week. It's not as bad as I thought, but at the same time, it's worse than I thought. Mm. So take that for what it is. I bet you love that like. Game we lost like
0: 19 to 32 or something like that. Yeah,
1: 29 to 14. No, I was curled up in a ball outside doing timeout coordinator for that game. <laughs> it's like freezing cold. I'm freezing my giblets off, and the game sucked. BYU sucked. We lost to Utah by 15, and it was baseball. So that just made it even worse. Yeah, how do you lose by 15? How do you allow 15,
0: much less lose by 15 while still scoring like 19 freaking runs? <laughs> it
1: was ridiculous. That's insane. It was horrible. College pitching sucks. It just baseball sucks. Yeah. I'm a gonna I'm gonna say it. Everything just sucks. Yeah. When, uh, in relation to baseball. In relation to baseball. Uh, yeah. Some other uh, proper football news. Uh, NWSL. Cam Tucker, Ashley Hatch, Michaela Cluff, and Olivia Moultrie all played. None of them scored. Nobody had a yellow card. So They're just not kind trying. of a, It was kind of a bye week, I guess. Yeah. For that week. Yeah. They just took a week. Load management. Did you know? they win or lose the bye week? Uh, they. Probably since it wasn't a real buy, they won.
0: They won. Okay, they won the. But bye if week.
1: it were a real buy, they would have lost.
0: Got it. Got it. Got it. It's that's clear as day now. The U.S. men's national team neither won nor lost. They drew their game one to one with Mexico. Jordan Morris to Jesus take the
1: wheel, Ferreira for an equalizer. A loss is worse than a draw. Yeah. So I'm glad we didn't lose. Uh, I mean, a loss
0: is worse than a draw. In standings terms, right? Yes. In my humble opinion, a draw is much less fun to watch
1: than a loss because there is no real outcome. That is true. That is true. I will not hold that against you, especially in a friendly when you don't even get a point. Yeah. So. But the freak. Yeah. Go the penalties. Why not? I think they should. I think I think you should be contractually obligated. Or do it like hockey. Where like each team gets a point and then if you win in overtime, you get another point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see no problem in that. That's fair. Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on. Hockey's uh, better. Yeah, hockey is is uh, it, the, the playoff hockey is exciting to watch. If you're not watching playoff hockey, you should watch it. I'm Get gonna your be honest. It's it's better than the NBA playoffs. Oh heck yeah! By yeah. A, oh, ten billion. Yeah. And I've watched a little bit of the NBA playoffs. Don't tell anybody. Oh. But I have to turn it off and go to the NHL because the NHL is a team sport. Mm-hmm. The NBA is just. It's like wrestling. It's just individual sports entertainment. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on. Uh, women's soccer, the first team to have Big 12 logos on their jerseys. Shout out to women's purple
0: football. Why do you think BYU has been so hesitant to brand everything Big 12? Like, why is the Big 12 not ended up on our football field yet? Why is the Big 12 not on our basketball courts yet? Why is the Big 12 not on literally everything? Why aren't we, I guess, like some Big 12 stickers and whatever are being sold. But why isn't it just Big 12 all over the freaking place? Remember, like, when Utah joined the Pac-12, like, the day the announcement was made, like, half of the Utah fan base had the Pac-12 tattooed somewhere on their body. Yes.
1: And it was all over the highways. I remember growing up, and it was like, you couldn't go 20 minutes down the interstate without seeing this, this is Pac-12 country, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Why are we doing that? I don't know. I, it's so frustrating. It's not like we can't do it. UCF has done it all over their field. It's not mm-hmm. like it's, uh, they can't contractually you know, use it to sell merchandise. They've been doing that at the BOU store already. Yeah. I, I see no reason.
0: I mean, I guess technically we do not become contractual members of the Big 12 until July, right? July 1st. July 1st, right? That's when we become contractually a member. Maybe it's because we have other sports that are going on that aren't Big 12-affiliated. True, could be. If it was men's volleyball, it wouldn't have mattered anyway because they're MPSF now and they will be MPSF later as well. It just makes no sense to me why we've been so hesitant. Maybe they're waiting for football season to start, but I I feel like the spring game would have been the perfect opportunity to unveil the logo on the field. Like, why not just like I don't know, take a note from Utah and hang a curtain or something, and then <laughs> don't take notes from Utah and actually take the curtain away, and then boom, you got the Big 12 logo on the field, you got the Big 12 logo on the scoreboard, you have the Big 12 logo on something.
1: Yeah, I agree. Well, and it was stupid because the alumni game jerseys had the Big 12 logo on them. But the football jerseys didn't. So yeah, what the heck? What? what the, none of those guys played in the Big 12. No! These guys
0: are going to play in the Big 12. I don't
1: understand it! If,
0: is it... Do you think it's like a... Like, earn Your helmet sticker thing, like you get the big 12 logo <laughs> once you've earned the big 12 logo. We start with
1: no big 12 logos. <laughs> in your jersey, you score a touchdown, big 12 logo, you get a sack, big 12 logo, <laughs> sing uh, a nice open field tackle, ooh, big 12 logo. All right, so who would be the players that would not have a big 12 mm-hmm. logo on them? Dom Henry would be the first one, Henry, yeah, first big one to get them. Uh, players that would not get one, um
0: don't want to say any names to offend anybody, especially because I know that we have a couple players that do listen to this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to sit that one out and say, on offense, right? the first person to get their helmet sticker would be hen. Absolutely. The second person would be on defense, and that would be Quinton Rice, Oh if he is healthy. If he is not healthy, it would be John Nelson. Okay, I agree. I think those are those are good prognostications prognostications indeed i have prognosticated they call me the
1: prognosticator i don't even really know what that word means but we're using it and hope it's not something awful i'm gonna look it up right now speaking of prognostication i think it's like let me see i'm gonna take a wild stab at it i think it's like a projection of some sort right yeah
0: the the action of foretelling or prophesying future events Perfect. Yeah, you use the word correctly. Hey! Look at that. <laughs> Big J, Jared. Big J. Big J, that's Jared. That's what
1: I go to school for. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. That one, Jackson Payne? <laughs> Speaking of prognostication, we move to the transfer portal and the recruiting trail. There's a new segment that we're going to do every so often. It's just going to kind of catch us up on the portal and the recruiting ranks of BYU because that's kind of uh, the biggest thing we can talk about now as this, we are officially in uh, the preseason it's not the off season because it's only the off season when it's college basketball season. True, true, true. But now it is the preseason and we did have some movement in the transfer portal. Most notably, uh Lauren Gustin has entered the transfer portal. She was the leading rebounder in all of uh, FBS women's basketball, not FBS, in all of uh, NCAA D1 women's basketball. Yep. She was incredible. She had like five or six 2020 games this season. Uh, very good, but she has entered the transfer portal. How are we feeling about this move? So,
0: it's interesting, but, I mean, obviously, like, good things are happening with the BYU women's basketball program, right? Last year was tough, but for whatever reason, Amber Whiting has just, just like, shown to be, like, one of the top recruiters in the freaking nation for absolutely no good reason at all. <laughs> so, shout out to her for that. But, um, people that are like, oh no, why is Lauren Gustin leaving? Like, she's been here for four years. She's been here for a very long time, has dedicated her heart and soul to the program, I I do believe she has graduated from Brigham Young University as well. If she feels like it's time to move on in her life and go somewhere new to find a new opportunity or start her like master's degree or something somewhere else. More power to her. You know like it's tough to stay in one place for 4 years for 5 years, for 6 years <laughs> under the exact
1: same schedule like sometimes you got to break free from that and if that's what she's doing. More power to her. And she can probably go make a lot of money right now. She's a leading rebounder. In FBS, she could probably make more money somewhere else than at BYU, I would venture uh, through NIL.
0: Yeah, which brings me to my next question. Speaking mm. of ex-BYU players
1: oh. and NIL valuations,
0: oh. recently today, Benjamin Criddle posted something from On3Sports, okay. which On3Sports does an NIL valuation of every player in the nation. Wow. Right? You look at their profile and you can see what their NIL value is. Okay. They looked up the NIL value of Shaylee Gonzalez, the ex-BYU player who is now coming back to the University of Texas for her second and final year. What do you think
1: her NIL valuation is? Uh, I feel like she has a big social media presence. Mm-hmm. I feel like I remember hearing that. Um, I'm going to guess maybe like $250,000. Maybe more? 400000 500000 300000 200000 Down. One hundred thousand up, one hundred one thousand up, one hundred five thousand. Yes! Wow! One hundred five thousand dollars, first try. So while it's
0: not the two hundred fifty thousand that you were hoping, she does have ninety three thousand followers on Instagram, two hundred seven thousand followers on TikTok, three hundred four thousand total followers. She ranks
1: number fifteen in women's basketball NIL rankings. That's actually impressive, number fifteen. Yeah. All right. Well, she's a trader, so. Yep. Moving on. Uh, Men's basketball. We got Isaac Davis. Mm -hmm. He is a recruit that has signed with BYU. He's a four-star, 6'6", power forward from Idaho Falls. He also held offers from Oklahoma, VCU, Washington State, and UNLV. Kind of Mm -hmm. a wide range of teams there. Uh, And he is a junior right now, so he'll join the team in two years. In two seasons from now. Class of 2024. What can you tell us about this new guy, Isaac Davis? So Isaac Davis, he's a six foot six power forward, and I know what you must be thinking,
0: oh, here we go again with a short big man for BYU. <laughs> he is kind of a shorter big man, but he's a lot more versatile than say a Fusini Tre or a, or a um a t- y- a tiki Ali Atiki. You know? Okay. He can shoot the three ball. Oh. He has nice moves from like the mid range or like even like a step or two in front of the three point line. He doesn't just post up. He's a really good rebounder. He likes to slam dunk, which is something we don't see enough of at BYU, so yes. please bring more dunkers. <laughs> uh, he, he's a really good defender, too. This guy's going to be a absolutely good player, I think. Is he going to be like some sort of star like Jimmer Fredette or something like that? I don't think so. But he's going to be a really good player, four-star athlete, something that you don't see at BYU a lot. He is in the top 10 as for the ranking of BYU basketball recruits signed all-time. Wow. He's okay. in the top 10. You know who else is in the top 10? Uh, Eric Mika. Yes. <laughs> but I was going for, why is why am I suddenly spacing him? My boy who went on a mission. Uh, Colin Chandler? Colin Chandler. Yeah, Colin yeah. yeah. Chandler. Forgot about that guy. Yep. And if I'm not mistaken, they're going to be back for the exact same year, right?
1: Uh, probably, yeah, because Colin Chandler is on his mission right now. I think Colin will be back a year earlier. A year earlier. But they'll be, he'll get his feet under him. Yeah. Then we get Isaac Davis. And then whoever else the transfer portal magically brings in. Yes, and hopefully more guys. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't think we'll win a lot of games with just two guys. Mm, no. Yeah. Uh, maybe we get Colby Lee to come back.
0: <laughs> oh, did you have another year of
1: eligibility? <laughs> <laughs> big Chungus. Big Chungus. <laughs> Gotta love Big Chungus. Anyway, uh, I've heard a couple of comparisons for this guy, Isaac Davis. One was Yoli Childs. Uh-huh. A more athletic Yoli Childs, but a little more raw. But he's a junior but right But also now. like four inches shorter than Yoli Childs was. Yes. Um and then also Draymond Green, <laughs> which if he really does play like Draymond Green, he will be an instant favorite of this podcast. <laughs> he's a shoe in for the twenty twenty six Zach Selius of the Year Award. Absolutely, he's a shoe in. <laughs> he's a prospect catches in what is it three years doing the Roylies, the fifth <laughs> annual Roylies. Obviously, this podcast is going to be b- even bigger and stronger
0: by then. Oh but yeah, but let's say this podcast dissolves. I will personally fly. To wherever we need to go to <laughs> film an episode where we give a royalty to this man.
1: Absolutely. For Zach Sellers In person. It. Yep. And we'll talk about how he, like, kicked multiple people in the balls and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How he was diving for balls, mm. but his foot accidentally flared
0: up into the face of another individual. It just happens, you know? It just happens. Yep. He chest-bumped his teammate so hard. He chest-bumped Colin Chandler so hard <laughs>
1: into an opposing player who then got knocked out. Just like in Minecraft, when there's one TNT that's lit, and then you hit the other one, and it shoots it exactly, Just exactly like that. <laughs> uh, how about transfers on the football side? I hear we got another uh, another offensive lineman. Yes, we did. We got another O lineman is playing. He, I guess, he
0: played left tackle, if I'm not mistaken, from Weber State. His name mm. is Jake Icorn. He was a starter last year. Six six two ninety five. So got some pretty good size to him. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, I'm not sure that he was an All American or not in FCS. I don't. I haven't researched exactly his accolades, but I do know that he was one of the top tackles on one of the top teams in the nation in the FCS
1: last year. Mm-hmm. And that's impressive. I, again, we are getting guys that have experience. Now, Icorn has three years of eligibility left, yeah. so he's going to be a depth piece. He'll be a starter after Kingsley leaves, probably. Which will probably be after this year. Exactly. And so he's a going, he is a great piece, a great depth piece. And this is something that we've... Not seen at BYU. I think my entire life. Like I can barely remember a time when we had an O line this deep. We have Paul Miley. We have the guy from Morgan State or Missouri State. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have Kingsley. We have uh, Etienne from Oklahoma Etienne. State. Etienne, like we have so many dudes right now. We got In, guys. And that's not even to mention like Connor Pay mm-hmm. and at the, the yeah and the other guys that mm-hmm. we don't, <laughs> can't remember their names off the <laughs> top of our head, but. Like Braden Kine. That's yeah, the other Braden one. Kine. He's the other starting guard. But, like, these are guys that are, are experienced. They're going to be backing up our stars that are starting now. Yep. Uh, like, this is awesome heading into the Big 12. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago before last season. Um, We talked about how O-line was a question mark, how the yeah. O-line always gets injured. There's always rotating pieces. We saw it last year. This is awesome that we have this kind of depth moving into the Big 12, and hopefully we can continue to kind of grow this depth and have this consistently. Honestly, I love
0: this because, remember, we're going into the Big 12, right? Yes. You haven't seen a ton of movement on the defensive side of the ball as of lately except for, like, George Udo transferring out as well as some other players that didn't play very frequently. And they're
1: getting FCS offers, so you kind of yeah, know you, where the like why they left. You see what's kind of happening. I love that we're shoring up on offense,
0: shoring up that offensive line so we can keep Keaton Slovis safe and so we can let Aiden Robbins, who's a good running back, Cook, along with Miles Davis, along with Hinkley Ropati. I think we have a pretty good running back room. That gives us the opportunity to score points. And in the Big 12, baby, you just need to score points. We need to score points. It doesn't matter if you have the number one defense in the nation out there. They're getting a 40-piece on them. Yep. Okay?
1: So I think it's absolutely incredible that we're shoring up the offense. It, it, it really is incredible. It's It's so... Different, too. Like, I I can't remember the last time we had this many dudes in the O-line room. I can't remember the last time we had this many dudes, period. (laughs) Like, even when you think back, like, the names that come to mind are like the Reynolds boys. But, you know, that was like two or three of them. Like, it was not seven guys deep that could
0: all be starters. I think the the only time we've ever had any position seven people deep is when the Kafusi family was at its prime (laughs) at BYU.
1: Like, we had probably, like, nine kafusis on the team. Yep, and they all played edge or, like, middle linebacker or something. Yep. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was great. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm very excited about the transfers that have been coming in. The transfer portal does close this upcoming Sunday, but yep. that only means that after Sunday you will not be able to enter your name in the transfer portal. So just because Sunday comes and we haven't seen any more people transfer into BYU – that just means they haven't decided yet we'll probably see a lot more players uh commit over the summer as spring ball around the country starts to wrap up and you see where the landing places will be so as far as players leaving sunday is the day uh to watch for and gonna knock on wood here we've done pretty good holding on to the guys we have fingers crossed knock on wood
0: there's going to be a lot of movement in the transfer portal still. You have to remember, this article came out last week from ESPN. Since last year, okay, since the portal opened at the beginning of the 2022 season, okay. i give you one guess as to how many players have entered the transfer portal. Oh, I portal. have no idea.
1: Probably like 900. Mm. Uh, that would be my guess, 900. Close. It's 6,000. What? 6,000
0: players have <laughs> entered the transfer portal since the beginning of the 2022 season, including... More than 2,000 since December alone.
1: <laughs> there
0: are a lot of players in the portal. There's still going to be a lot of movement. You're going to see a lot of people committing. Like Jared said, there's not very much time where they can enter their name into the portal still, which I do still like the transfer portal windows. Yes. Love them. 100%. I think that's great. But yeah, there's, there's lots of movement, lots of NIL movie, lots of NIL money getting raised right now. Very much. From varying sources. We hope that it's going on at BYU. We hope so. Uh join what is it? The Coo Connect. Coo Connect is one of the what's the, the official of BYU one that they came out with? I'm the Royal Blue collective. Oh yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Royal yep. Blue. Uh yeah, so
1: support the team because we're gonna need some cash. We're we're gonna need some cash. Uh if you had to because of the O line is good. Yeah. I'm great in the O line. Like you said, running back we're good, quarterback we're probably good right now. Yeah, we're doing okay. We got three guys that can start, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay the obvious starter, but yeah. Jake and Cade would be good backups. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Um, what positions would you like to see us add to? Where do where do we need the most work uh, before the comes like fall camp yeah. and stuff? I still think we
0: need to shore up the D line. Okay. Um, who knows? Like we're gonna see Isamoa for the first time this year, really playing. So who knows? Maybe he's just gonna ball out and be an absolute So-so. menace on the opposite side of Tyler Batty, who has received lots of praise from Jay Hill during the spring camp. Um, I would really like to see us shore up the linebacker position because that's something we've seen in the past few years where we've had guys that are good, but we also have guys that are fragile.
1: Yes. That get hurt Injuries frequently. Injuries are huge. Problem. That are
0: out for two to three games at a time. I think you need to have good linebacker depth because if you – I mean, I'm not sure what defense Jay Hill is going to run at the end of the day. Yeah. But <laughs> in the Big 12, you cannot leave the middle of the field open. It will get picked apart all day long, and that's passing or running, passing or running. So you need to have a good linebacker core, and you need to have the defensive line to put pressure on the quarterback. So I would say
1: probably linebacker number one priority, defensive line number two, close ab- number two. I absolutely agree. You can never have enough D linemen or linebackers, especially with Boe's problems with the health, like you were saying. Yeah. Another position that I would like to see addressed is wide receiver room. Yeah, and and I think there's. Two different ways you can attack the portal, right? Depth pieces, Mm -hmm. and then, like, playmakers, right? I would say at linebacker, we need more depth pieces. Yeah. D-end or D-line, probably a playmaker or two. At least interior. Uh, Yes. Um, But wide receiver, I think we need depth pieces. Yeah. Because we have good starters. Cody Epps is a star. He's an
0: absolute baller.
1: Keanu Hill is huge. Absolute like He's very baller. tall. Great. Love Keanu Hill. Chase Roberts looks really, really good. Played yep. well last year when he wasn't injured. Yeah. So like our starters are great. Dom Henry. Dom Henry is going to be an absolute dog this year. Dog! dog. He's going to be like the next Cody Epps that like suddenly shows up when we're playing Oklahoma or Texas. Yeah. And we're going to be like, this guy's got five touchdowns today. This guy's got a royally He's got <laughs> a royally. A royally. <laughs> we to get him a helmet sticker for it. Heck yeah, we <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we just need more depth, right? Yeah. And it, and it's not like I don't like the guys we have. Like I said, we just need more guys in there. Because if I'm being honest, let, 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 let's go through the, and name the wide receivers, right? Keanu Hill, Cody Epps, Chase Roberts, Dom Henry, uh, uh, Hobbs Nyberg. Yeah, Hobbs Nyberg. Gotta love Hobbs Nyberg. Uh, Talmadge Gunther returned punt for us last year. Yeah. I Like, besides those five or six... I don't... Not a lot. Like, we have Cody Hagan that will come back from a mission. He's a five-star, like that's, yeah. or a four-star, Four-star guy, yeah. He's going to be really, really good. But, like, we don't have a lot of, you know... And we'll probably learn their names as oh, they yeah. go along. Yeah, we But, will. like, we just... We need depth at that well, position. Like you said, players come out of nowhere. Chase Roberts, we had no clue who the frick he was
0: before this season. Before the Baylor game, yeah. That's so, true. Chase Roberts, he was a really good player all year long for us when he wasn't hurt. So, guys will step up. Big-time players... Step up in big-time moments. Yep. And they will. Yeah. Because we got a lot of big-time guys on the team. We need a lot of big-time guys. Speaking of big-time guys, that was an awful transition for me. But uh, we have a quarterback on our team. We do. By the name of Jake Retzloff. Yes, true. Currently slotted to be either the number two or the number three. That's Uh battle for number two right now. Jake Retzloff, as many of you may or may not know, is of the Jewish faith. I did not know that, but I do now. He is of the Jewish faith, and he has been receiving multiple nicknames from the media. Okay, interesting. One of which I have heard lots and coined by Kug Connect on Twitter is the Huckin Hebrew. <laughs> okay. The Huckin Hebrew. Now, Jake is very open about his his Judaism. Okay. Said that, you know, he's been able to find communities, that he loves it at BYU. Good. And that he embraces the nicknames, and he has even trademarked himself and wants to be called himself BYJU. <laughs> he has said that that's his nickname, that, no. that, that's what he wants to be called. Now. <laughs> Which nickname do you like better? One. And two, is it appropriate to nickname yourself? Because we saw what happened after Jake the Make oh. nicknamed himself Jake Goldroid and then ultimately sucked. Uh, okay.
1: <laughs> this is a very interesting question. The Huck in Hebrew is hilarious. Pretty good. But BYJU is pretty funny. I'm yeah. going to say, BYJU sounds a lot like a anti-Semitic slur. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um... Now the fact that he has named himself these things, right, or that he embraces this, that's one thing. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I guess we can say it. I don't know. No, yeah. Like, would I get canceled for saying? You will not. There's a whole the article. In Hebrew?
0: There's a whole article I can post on Twitter that he did. He did an interview with one of the BYU reporters, and he is in full support of these nicknames. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs>
1: that's, that's, <laughs> sounds a little weird. I'm not gonna lie, but the fact that he's naming himself. This is kind of – this is a little bit uh, – let's take the Jake Goldroid example, yeah. right? So we love Jake. Hughes, an incredible kicker. He almost won the Lou Groza, right? The media coined him Jake the Make. Yep. After he made it at Arizona. Yep. The famous kick. He renamed himself Goldroid, and that's kind of when we started to see it tail off. Now, I don't know the the whole, I don't know the lore yet about Jake Redslaff and his names. Which one came from the media? Which one he wants to call himself? I'm just saying, if people are calling you something and you're playing really well, don't change it. Yep. Whatever it ends up being, don't change it if you think you like something better. You just have to roll with what works. Yep, absolutely. But that being said, I kind of like the Huck in Hebrew. Huck in Hebrew is fun. I just feel like announcers could get
0: in trouble for saying it too fast.
1: Hucking Hebrew?
0: Like, there goes the Huckin' Hebrew! Like, you know, <laughs> they, they kind of, like, accidentally keep their teeth on their lower lip, and they, they go, <laughs> you know, instead of hucking. You I know, didn't think of that. That's a good point. <laughs> so, you know, the exact same reason why Pac-Man was originally named Puck-Man, but was renamed Pac-Man because they feared that vandals would scratch off a section of the P.
1: Oh, I'm sh- <laughs> Good move by the Pac-Man people. Yep. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Uh, all right. One other uh, transfer portal-ish news. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Zach Wilson now has a new backup quarterback behind him. It is mm. the famed Aaron Rodgers. Probably the other way around. <laughs> hey, there's active quarterback battle. I'm sure Sala so, will say that. Is Zach Wilson the depth piece? <laughs> he is now the depth. He is the Baylor Romney now. Because Mike White's gone now, right? I have no idea. I think Mike White signs marks. I, th- I, th- I think he's gone. Uh, who's right. the other one that was in there as well? Oh, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. Yeah, there's no way Joe Flacco's sticking around. Uh, uh, yes, and- Mike White is joining the Dolphins. Okay, so it is now Zach and uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Uh, interesting, to say the least, because uh, Zach Wilson, known to be a little bit uh, interesting, a little yeah. crazy, yeah. a little uh, non-traditional. And then there's Aaron Rodgers, who is the definition of crazy and non-traditional. Yep. What do you think of this pairing? It's going to be interesting. I think there's going to be a lot of ayahuasca involved. <laughs> I think they're,
0: <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure Zach is a wonderful individual who doesn't do drugs ever. I'm not accusing him of anything. Sorry, that, that took a really weird turn. Uh, Zach, as an ex-BYU guy, as an ex-queer, you know, we always support him. Oh, yeah. Uh, he has idolized Aaron Rodgers his entire life. He's come out and said that. When they used to do dual pre- like when they used to do like the combined practices that they yeah, do yeah. in this offseason for some reason, the Jets and the Packers would practice together and Zach Wilson said he learned a lot from Aaron Rodgers. So now, under his tutelage, we hope that Zach Wilson can develop into a better quarterback. Now Aaron Rodgers is also the same guy that when Jordan Love was drafted said, It's not my responsibility to help this guy <laughs> be better than me. True. Because he didn't want to lose his job. True. So
1: will he help Zach Wilson? Maybe. Maybe not. I will say if there's one guy that can like teach Zach Wilson and get through to him about like, hey, this is how you have to deal with the media so that you don't they don't get in your head. It is Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't give a crap what people think about him. He'll nope. do whatever he wants. He so maybe that's it. good for Zach. Maybe at the very least, this will help Zach uh, become more mentally strong. Mm-hmm. Not saying that he's mentally weak. I'm just saying Aaron Rodgers has intangibles about him that, for better or for worse. You know, fit his game style and have allowed him to be a great quarterback and maybe that'll rub off on Zach. And we'll see. I I don't know. I'm not lost faith in Zach yet.
0: Do you think when Aaron Rodgers shows up to practice, he's been at home doing whatever he does at home. The darkness retreats. Do you think he smells good? No, there is no chance. That man never bathes. Never bathes. Has been smoking something funky. Mm-hmm. But that is not on the NFL's uh, disapproved list. So, I find there. I guess he's fine. So, yeah, I think he probably smells pretty rank, too. Yeah. To be
1: honest. And that There you go. This is top-notch NFL talk. I'm you to a podcast. Should we move into our uh, American football segment real quick? American.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I guess I'll start it off. Let's get the elephant out of the room. You guys did not see any... Um, did not see any posts on the Instagram about the UTFL. One, because Jared had the work. And two, because I simply didn't feel like posting about it after the result. Uh, we played the Space Force. The Space Force is a really good team. The quarterback is actually competent. And oh. put the ball in the perfect spot on like 95% of his throws, which was absolutely insane. Like That's unheard of for this league. Unheard of for this league, absolutely. He played really well. Uh, we ended up losing 34 to 14. Really good personal performance for me. I had two and a half sacks. Oh, nice. Uh, I I think they're going to credit me with a half sack. I deserve it. (laughs) Uh, Made some really good plays. The first three plays on defense, I put the offensive tackle that was blocking me on his butt. Just completely bulldozed him and put him on his rear end. They had to change their entire offense because of me. They brought in wide receivers. Like, the wide receiver, I could hear them talking. Would literally ask the quarterback, do you need more time? And the quarterback would say, yes. And the wide receiver would come in to block me. Like, I heard these conversations happening. And then they changed the formations. They totally started going with these quick passes and everything. But then they discovered that they could go deep every play. And whoever was guarding deep, I'm not going to name any of this because I love all my teammates and everything. But uh, just was going to get absolutely beaten, destroyed, and just...
1: Like, they probably... Completed six billion deep passes. So. That is not a good number if you were a defensive player. So it's just, it sucks
0: when you feel like you're doing everything right on your side. Mm-hmm. And my outside linebacker, or sorry, my middle linebacker behind me was doing a really good job on my side as well. It felt like we had everything locked down and the other portions of the defense just didn't. So I football the ultimate team game. It is. It's not one person can't win the game for you. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a team effort, and we're going to be better, not okay. this Saturday because we have a bye, but the next Saturday versus Spartans. Will you win the bye week? That is the question everyone is will asking. Will we win the bye week? We have a mandatory practice on Saturday, we'll see how many people show up.
1: All right. I guess to be determined if you win the but bye week, then. It
0: is questionable that our star running back will return because apparently he got a uh, some sort of semi-pro offer, him and one other wide receiver on our team, and they're
1: trying out. So if Whoa. they make the team, they can no longer play for us. Interesting. He was very good. Is the number 10 guy with the green helmet, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Very good. <laughs> very good. Yeah. Very fun. Uh. Anyway. That's it. Congratulations on your personal W. We'll, we'll, we'll give you that one. Thank you. I had fun. Okay. Team had fun. Dub! <laughs> we declared a dub! We had fun on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> and which there was no college football on. No. That is something that is hard, hard pressed to say that. Yeah. I watched the Tetris movie after with Nathan. <gasps> and Darley, was it good? So
0: yeah. It was really good, actually.
1: Okay. Pretty sick. I highly recommend it. All right. I'm going to have to go watch it. Do it. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Okay. This is probably like the biggest news of the weekend. Um, And 45 minutes into the show, we're finally <laughs> getting to it. Uh, we didn't want to talk about it. We don't, we don't want We still don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Let's be honest. This is not positive. Uh, there are new rules for college football. I'm going to go out and say it. No consecutive mm. timeouts. It's fine, fine. Whatever. That's fine. Right? You, sure. you don't get the funny icing thing where it goes back and forth, which yeah. is funny to watch. It, it's it's funny, but painful. Exactly. If you're like a fan of one of those teams, you hate it. Yeah. But if you're just watching it for fun, you're like, how many are we going to get? <laughs> it's objectively funny. <laughs> uh, penalties at the end of first quarter, third quarter were carry over for no one time downs. I feel like this one is like, that's fine. Duh. Whatever. I guess, why weren't we doing this before? I don't know. I, I don't really care. Uh, But here's the big one, and this is the one that we are very upset about. Uh, The clock runs after first downs except inside the last two minutes of each half. Something that has always set apart, along with many other things, but that has always set the college football game apart from the NFL football game is that in the NFL there's just basically a running clock always, Mm -hmm. right? We want the games to be two and a half, three hours, whatever it is. I don't don't even know if that's right. But in college football – You are always stopping the clock until the chains are set, regardless of when it is. Now, the clock will always run, no matter what, unless you get that first down inside the last two minutes of each half, and then it will reset, the clock will start when the chains are set, like in the past. Yep. Justin, how are you feeling about this rule change? Does it matter? How will it affect games? What's your personal opinion? Go off. It absolutely matters. Like you were saying, this is
0: one of the things that has differentiated college football from the NFL for a very long the time. The no-fun league. The no-fun league. It has allowed the high-power offenses that exist in college to exist. Okay. It has allowed college games to be high-scoring. It has allowed teams like 1984 BYU to have success. Okay. It is friendly to the game. It is friendly to scoring. It is friendly to everything. The fact that they're getting rid of it is an absolute abomination just because they want to shorten the games, whatever. So it fits better in the time windows. Hey, I have an idea. Have you thought about maybe one or two less TV timeouts? No, they haven't. Have you thought about that? Have you thought about, um, I don't know, uh, because you don't want to shorten halftime because there's like safety issues or whatever. Yeah. But like not even just like getting rid of TV timeouts,
1: but how about instead of making them three minutes and 30 seconds, you make them two minutes and 30 seconds each, right? And even add time to halftime, and throw another throw those commercials in at halftime yeah. instead of during the game. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, makes absolutely keep no going, sense to going. me. It's,
0: I feel like college football, in its entirety, is run by a bunch of old people, okay, that don't want college football to be college football anymore, and I don't understand why, because obviously they're like maintain the tradition whatever. You have all these old people that are like, no, let's get rid of this first down rule. Now, you have the SEC who announced that it is investigating uh, new punishments for field storming that could involve the revocation of a home game. What? As in, you have a home game on the schedule? Just kidding. It's actually an away game now, and you have to pay a million dollar fine. Oh my gosh. Field storming is one of the most beautiful parts of college football. Mm -hmm. Okay? What are they going to do next? Get rid of the Martian bands? Are they going to get rid of everything that makes college football college football? I think it's an absolutely dumb rule.
1: Getting rid of it. I think they should keep it. There's... If it wasn't broke, why fix it? I 100% agree. This is becoming... This is... It is a symptom of a larger disease of the commercialization of sports. Yep. Okay? Now, on the TV timeout rule, because that is the argument that everybody has. And everybody in the business, like certain people that I work with, (laughs) say... TV timeouts are never going away. And they're probably they're right. Probably they not. probably are never going away. Yeah. And they say your argument is invalid if you think TV timeouts are the problem. I strongly push back on that. Yeah, I disagree. I 100%. I, Just I because they're get, not going away doesn't mean they're not the problem. Exactly. I 100% understand that TV timeouts is how ESPN makes its money. Yeah. Okay. That is how they are able to bring us these games and cover these games. Okay. However... What is the price? It's like the Thanos meme, right? I've done it, but at what cost, what? right? We are losing. What is college football? It is becoming the NFL. Something my uncle made a great point on our, on our sports analyst chat. Something that separates college football from the NFL is that if a team is down more than a touchdown, they are never out of it in college football. And it's because of rules like this, where the, there's more time in the game. It'll, For example, if your team is down 14 in the fourth quarter, there is enough time, there are enough possessions in that game for you to score two touchdowns and get two stops to get back in the game. In the NFL, there's no chance at that. And now we're going to see that. It doesn't matter if the clock stops in the last two minutes. Like, sure, if you're down a field goal, that matters. But that's not going to help a team that's trying to mount a historic comeback. Yeah. We're going to see more teams sitting on the ball, taking the air out of the ball. It's going to lead to more boring football. Player safety, you can toss out the window, okay? I do not want to hear that about, oh, there's seven less plays per game. It's going to result... No, it's ridiculous. That's like 20 minutes of play. No, it's it's the whole excuse of like, oh, if you can get a concussion in football, you shouldn't play. It's like, uh, okay, you shouldn't walk on the beach because a coconut can hit you on the head. Like... Football is a contact sport. If you're going to play it, there's certain risks as Collision well. sport. A collision sport. Exactly. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. Okay. Well, yeah. This is a stupid rule change. It's going to lead to more boring football. College football is becoming just, it's, it's becoming a business right before our eyes. Yeah. Like you said, the people in charge are just worried about making money. They're worried about the 530 game starting on ESPN news because the, the 130 game is close and exciting. They're like, get it off the TV, make it end 45 minutes earlier. So let's shorten games. Let's make them boring, but let's just make them more compact. We don't care. People are going to watch Alabama-Texas whether it's two hours and 30 minutes or three and a half hours. But they're not worried about the actual product. And in the short run, it's going to make sense. It's going to make sense. Like, okay, we can fit more commercials in. We can get the time windows to start. We can get the ratings up. Whatever, blah 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 blah. Whatever bullcrap they want to shove it down your throat. But the problem is, you're killing the sport. Uh And I think if this kind of stuff continues, 20 years down the road, college football is going to be unrecognizable. And it's happening at an alarming rate. It's like global warming. (laughs) It's like it's like right now we're fine technically, but if you extrapolate to the future, it's it's going to die at some point if this doesn't stop. I completely understand what you're saying. Like I don't know. Like it's just it's sad
0: that something. That was built on irrational passion is trying to be turned into a rational business model. Mm-hmm. That is not what makes college football popular. Okay? And I get it. And my hot take is this, and people in the media are obviously going to disagree with me. Eventually, the prices for media deals will have to come down. They can't go up forever. Mm-hmm. So I think, honestly, ESPN should. We should become the rulers of ESPN. Right? I agree. Okay. I agree. We should. Totalitarian dictators of ESPN. And what we are going to do is make new contracts with every single league so that they all end the same year. Mm, okay. I like that. Okay. And Dan is going to be the totalitarian dictator totalitarian dictator of Fox. Perfect. Okay, so we've monopolized the market. Okay. okay. We are then going to have them all expire at the same time and then offer them all just half of what they've been making. Okay. Okay. They're still going to profit, just not as much. They're still going to have money out the butthole. They're going to have to learn to deal with it. But you know why we're offering them half as much? Because we're cutting half the commercials out. I agree. There, I see no problem here. Like, I don't know. I think that's something that's going to happen in the future. It's not obviously not going to be cut by half.
1: But <laughs> I don't know. It's, it just makes me sad. The commercialization of college football. Yes. And it was not built on this. We have to remember, what was college football built on? It was built on, like, I was listening to my grandpa and my dad talk. Like, back in the day, you had no idea what other games were on TV. Like, you had no idea what Nebraska and Oklahoma were doing until the next day in the paper, right? Yeah. And that didn't matter. People filled Lavelle Edwards Stadium to the brim every single game. Yeah. Right? And this is another point of why this sucks. Going to the game is going to suck now. Like... It's going to be so much quicker. Everything is going to happen so much faster. And like we said, the games are going to be more boring. You're turning off the in-person audience. You're making it a less uh, pleasurable in-person experience just so that it's a better TV product. And that's not what college football was built on. College football was built on pleasing the region, pleasing the fans, not some national money-making corporation, right? So it's – like you said, it's sad. It's sad that we're seeing this sport be turned into a business just like everything else in life, basically. Yeah. It's, it's kind of sad. You know what college football was
0: built on? It was built on one thing and one thing only. The robbery and vandalization of opposing college's statues. That is true. Just stealing things from other campuses. Good old-fashioned hatred
1: leading to taking it out on the gridiron. Yep. But what are we talking about now? We're talking about how my conference makes more money from its TV deal than your conference. <laughs> Not. Nah. Hey, we stole your 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 uh, statue of
0: <laughs> Robert Williams the Fourth and put a <laughs> toilet on its head. Ha ha
1: ha! Get wrecked! Get wrecked! Losers! How uh, will you ever recover? Yeah, this is very sad. Uh, we got a little bit dark there talking about the death of college football. Yeah. I will say I'm still going to enjoy it for everything it's worth. Um, I feel bad for my kids, though, who may never experience the kind of college football that we grew up with. Absolutely. Uh, hopefully things change. Hopefully um, it becomes less about the money and the TV contracts and more about the actual sport, right? Because that's yeah. – I mean – We could go on and on about this. We could go on and on. Right? Because we could talk about the NBA and how it's already dead, right? Don't get me started. Professional basketball is dead. Don't get me started. Uh, Anyway, let's move on to uh, actual football that is being played right now. Yeah. The USFL, Justin's teams, just like they have been all this year, amazing, right? They suck. They suck monkey nuts. They are so
0: bad. The freaking steamboats lost by 6 billion points to the Birmingham Stallions, but we got a safety. Hey! We scored a safety, which was the only score we had in the entire game. We lost like 44 to 2 or some Bull crap. Uh,
1: Rough. Life is pain as a sports fan. Okay. that I mean, we were just talking about it. Life is pain, Your Highness. Anybody that sells differently is selling something. Yep. And we are not selling something. In the other league, because I'm going to be honest, I haven't really jumped into the USFL right now because yep. the XFL has been ramping up. It's the playoffs now. We have our playoff teams. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get out ahead of it. Yep. I'm not going to apologize. But I am sorry for taking the Battlehawks playoff spot because I have no idea why we're here. The Sea Dragons will take on the Defenders. Uh, I honestly don't know why. Maybe ratings because the Sea Dragons have played the Defenders closer than St. Louis has. St.
0: Louis, like, on average has 9,000 people more in their stadium per game than any other team in the
1: XFL. (laughs) Yeah, and they set the scoring record... Uh last week. Mm -hmm. And yet the Sea Dragons are still going. Anyway, I think we have a good chance at beating defenders. We've lost by one point and four points in the two times we've played them. Um it's pretty impressive. We're we are a good match for this team. It'll be exciting to see if it really is that hard to beat a team three times. So I'm coming for you, Dan. That's what I'm saying. On the other side of the bracket, we got the roughnecks.
0: Versus the (laughs) renegades! We got some R. We got Jack Sparrow, the pirate. On the other (laughs) side. That should be a fun one. Yeah. Um, Sad that the Arlington Renegades are in it. The Brahmas missed a 53-yard field goal. uh, Killing their chances to (sighs) make the playoffs. They didn't deserve to be in the playoffs anyway. They would have been, like, what, a three-win team? Or a four-win team in the playoffs? Three-win team. So, that would have been disgusting and bad for the league. Especially (laughs) with St. Louis not making it. So, honestly, Brahmas, frick you. I'm glad you didn't make it.
1: I'm sorry, Justin, my condolences, but... No,
0: don't be sorry. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy the Brahmins didn't make it. Chickens, oh,
1: little what, chickens. What are our picks? Because the Defenders and Sea Dragons feels like a title belt fight, and the Roughnecks, Renegades, kind of yeah. feels like the under-the-radar semifinal. Yeah. Uh, I'm personally going to go with the Sea Dragons because you can't... It's hard to beat a good team three times. Yep. We're going to beat the Defenders upset... Uh, Roughnecks, Renegades, I'm probably leaning Roughnecks because they have the weirder jerseys.
0: Yeah, fair, fair, fair. I don't know. What are you feeling though? I'm going with the Roughnecks over the Defenders in the championship game. Oh,
1: oh, South Division title. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It should be interesting. I, I think it's going to be fun. Uh, just so everybody knows, the first round will be this weekend. Heck yeah. Roughnecks and Renegades. I, it's got a nice ring to it. I like it. Yeah. Roughnecks and Renegades will take place on Saturday at some time. You can look it up on your SPN, app. I don't know. And then I think it's 1 o'clock. Fox app, actually. The Fox app. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the Defenders and Sea Dragons, that will be on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Um, so yeah, tune in. And then there will be like a two-week break, kind of like with the Super Bowl. Championship will be on May, whatever it is. We might Mother's be able state. to do
0: like a nifty nine or a fast fifteen this week with that USFL and XFL going.
1: True. <laughs>
0: uh, another thing that is kind of notable, but uh, you don't really you shouldn't really care about it that much. NFL Draft is this upcoming week. Okay. Uh, NFL Draft is boring. Don't watch it. Just wait for the results. Yep. Look at be Turn on notifications for yeah. BYU's Twitter page to see if anyone gets drafted. Jaron Hall is apparently getting third round talk.
1: Uh yeah, which is really interesting because we thought he was gonna be like sixth, seventh, fifth, yeah, sixth, seventh,
0: fifth. I I was guessing a fifth rounder. Just still think he'll probably be around a fifth rounder, third rounder. I do think will be like Blake Freeland. Yeah, for sure. He'll probably go in the second or the third round, in my opinion. Uh, Puga Nakua maybe in the
1: seventh. Uh, I would hope so. Puga's stock has been sliding. I feel like I don't yeah. know. Just like with his poor pro day performance, the injury history. I, I I don't know. I hope he gets drafted, and I think he still will. But it just might be a late 7th, more than kind of the early talk, which was kind of like late 6th. Yeah, yeah. But regardless, I think there will be three Cougars drafted. I think Caleb Hayes has a good chance to be drafted, kind of like Chris Wilcox. Yeah. Maybe Chris Brooks, too, after his impressive pro day. Sure, yeah. I don't know. I kind of see Chris Brooks as more of a UFA. Yeah, yeah. What would be a successful draft for BYU? What would that look like? Would it just be getting the three guys drafted, period? Would it be... Jaron Hall going to a good like I don't what what would you be happy with as a Cougar fan? I think if you see Blake Freeland and Jaron Hall get
0: drafted plus one, I think that's a successful okay go around for the Cougars,
1: regardless of position. Yeah, okay, positive. yeah. I I think it's a shoe in that given how last year went. Yeah, that's true. Actually, that would I be think about that. Because when you put it in context, like you wouldn't have guessed given last year that these guys would be in the position that they are right now. If you just took last year, like out of context. Yeah. Right. Cause Blake Freeland played really well. Yeah. Jaron Hall was injured. Puga was injured. You know, neither of them were absolutely spectacular from start to finish. Right. I think a success for me would be two guys in the top five rounds. Okay. Yeah. Right. I, I would like to see Jaron and Freeland gone before day three, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. on day two. Yeah. I think that would be successful. And then obviously you get Puka on day three. I think mm-hmm. I think that solidifies you as like, hey, we're consistently putting out top tier talent. Like good enough to be backups. Yeah. Uh, you know, if not starters. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, we made the mistake one time of watching the draft. Never going to do that again. Never going to Never. watch it again. Ever. That was
0: the most painful experience. Just turn on... BYU Twitter
1: notifications. Exactly. All That's good. all you need to do. Uh, should we get one rando question in here? Yeah. Before we wrap up the episode. Sure. Unless, do you have more to talk about? No, what rando question is this? Is football a perfect sport? This is, in the future, just so the audience knows, in the future, we're going to be doing less current eventy stuff and more discussion topics. This is kind of a lead-in. We're a little busy this week with finals and such, for those of us that are still in school. Um, (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Uh, But in the future, during the summer, we'll do a lot more discussion topics. We're going to do something called First Presidencies. Yes. Get excited for that. First Presidencies (laughs) is going to be fun. Yeah, but uh, a little teaser for kind of off-season topics. What would make football a perfect sport? What is not perfect about football? Because I had a guy at work mm. tell me that basketball is a perfect sport. <laughs> <laughs> That's what <laughs> I did. That's exactly what basketball? I Basketball? No. Basketball?
0: <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, I like playing basketball. Agreed. It is not the perfect sport by any way, shape, or form of the imagination. It is so subjective. The culture surrounding basketball, too, is honestly... Hor- it, it, it's awful. It, it's, it's a nowadays, egos. nowadays it's culture. Egos and
1: talking heads. Yep. That's all a, it is. An individual play. Yeah. So anyway, what would make football a perfect sport? And you can take this any direction you want, Justin. Any direction. Any direction. Yeah. Um You can go for college,
0: NFL, what What would make football the perfect sport? A uh stopping the clock after first down <laughs> uh, the whole game. For one. Uh two, uh implementing the USFL's chip in the football for Ooh, measuring. okay the, actually no i'm gonna uh, I'm, I'm gonna walk that back okay, because like, the chains are fun i, okay. I do love the chains the cha- you pull, have to have the chains you you should have to pull out the chains on every first down just <laughs> for fun anyway sorry no that's that's totally not accurate but
1: but the chains we do want to keep
0: we do want to keep the chains yes i veto the chip in the football okay. um i will say this football is about as close as you will get to the perfect sport. Mm-hmm. College football. The pageantry. The weirdly disgusting but good concessions. The fact that you have a cougar tail cut in half with two pieces of bratwurst between it. I Why? Still. Why not? I'd, yeah. Have you tried it yet? No. You're trying it
1: this season. I'm going to. You're we trying have season it tickets season. together. Yes, yes. We <laughs> are yes. going to try it. <laughs> We're going to try it. I'm trying to think, like, what would I improve about college football? Um, That's think- TV timeouts. Yes, I think even just shortened TV timeouts would be okay, right? Instead of three and a half minutes, do like 90 seconds or two minutes. Yeah. I think one thing for me would be on reviews, you give the refs like a 40-second shot clock. Yes, yes. If you can't see it in 40 seconds, stance is called. Agree. Yep. Absolutely agree. And
0: we should have the XFL level of transparency. Absolutely. Where we're hearing the referees talk and reason and decide why they're making a call, the way they're making the call. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I do very much like that about the XFL.
1: Yes, very not much. when
0: like four microphones are all layered on top of each other. But and
1: it's just <laughs> yeah. when
0: we can hear what the refs are
1: saying. I think that's pretty cool, mm-hmm. and it adds another level of accountability to the referee. Absolutely, that's something that nobody talks about. They talk about transparency, but they don't talk about that accountability. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing that I would like to see is the. I I personally don't like the chip in the football because I think you need some level of like Ob- objectability, uh, or, like like or subjectivity, subjectivity. Like you need some level of wait a second. I I think he was across. Like for example, in the 2016 Ohio State Michigan game, J T Barrett runs for the first down. It's a close call. Michigan fans draw the line at one angle. Ohio State draw the lines at the other angle. Uh-huh. Right. That kind of controversy is awesome. Love it. For the sport of college football. Like, in the Clemson-Ohio State game, when the guy takes three steps with the football and then drops it, and Ohio State scores a touchdown. Bull crap. And then they call it an incomplete pass. Bullcrap. But, like, even though that turned out poorly for my team, you need that kind of, like, Yeah. Okay, like, we're going to argue over this forever. Yeah. So, I kind of like that. And I think a chip in the football, kind of take that away a little bit. Kind of like a robot ump. Yeah. You need somebody to get mad at. You need a villain. You need a scapegoat. And the refs are, are that scapegoat. I have... An interesting thing that might make
0: football more fun. Okay. Take away field goals entirely and replace them with drop kicks. Oh! Because like, drop kicks are still a legal part of the. You can still drop You kicks can still drop kicks, yeah. In place of a field goal or extra point. Yeah. People just don't do it because field goals are a lot more effective. Yeah. You want to add more chaos to the game? Drop kicks. Or that- you're not allowed to kick a field goal until you have made a drop kick.
1: Or what if... Even if they just did that for extra points. Yeah. If a PAT was from the 15-yard line and you had to drop kick it. yeah, That would that'd be awesome. That would be, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> that would be incredible. it would be chaotic, but that's what we're going for. It chaotic. would be awesome. Yeah. I think another thing that would be great is you implement the kickoff rules from either the XFL or the USFL. They yeah, do it a sure. little bit differently, but like you eliminate those just head-on cli- like. Thirty-yard head starts, and then these guys are just jumping into each other's faces. I kind of like the rule, and it makes kickoff like onside s- kick rule, and it makes it more exciting. The onside kick rule is awesome as well. Yeah. It's way more probable that you're going to get it, and I and I like that. Yeah. I like that it's it, and it's not it, when I say way more probable. It's not like oh, you're going to get it every time. No, there's a higher risk you're going against and a BYU's, BYU's defense. True, Absolutely. that fourth and 15 is automatic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that's an interesting discussion. What do you what do you say? Besides football, what is the other most perfect sport? Hockey's
0: pretty up there. Okay, I uh, agree. It's just
1: hockey games can seem a little long at times. I agree. Which is
0: the one drawback, I would say. But the fact that you can just throw down your gloves and <laughs> take off your helmets and start swinging punches at somebody and then just have to sit out for two minutes and then yeah. come right back in.
1: Relatively no punishment, basically. Like, Yeah.
0: I, it, one – like the person that starts the fight – doesn't get any advantage over the person that was also involved in the fight. You know, mm-hmm. like, one team doesn't get... They both get penalized for the exact same amount of time. Right.
1: So, like, I think that in itself, like, just... It's, it's guys being dudes. Also, the Toronto Maple Leafs, they were down 4-1. We had this game on. It was 4-1. Sorry, don't say Maple, Le- Maple Leafs. Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. Maple Leafs. No V. Not Vs. They were down 4-1 to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Came back, tied it, fed it, sent it to overtime, and just won. In overtime. Wow. That's incredible. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Something else that I want to change about football to make it more perfect. <laughs> targeting. Yeah. Yellow card, mm, red card. Yep. You look at it once. If it is targeting, like if he lowers his head, if he spears him, whatever, you know, the rules. If it's I, egregious. Yeah. And the rules I'm not, I don't really have a problem with, but you need a yellow card and a red card. Yeah. A yellow card is a warning. If you get another yellow card, even if it's not uh, vicious or violent and you're not purposely trying to hurt someone, you get two yellow cards, you're out. Yeah. But if you're purposely trying to injure somebody like freaking Skalski on Clemson when he dove at J- Justin Fields' like liver, that's yep. a red card mm-hmm. and you're out. I think that would be the perfect way to address the targeting rule because everyone complains, but I think if it's accidental, you get a yellow. If you do it again, you're out. If it, If it's on purpose and you're trying to hurt someone, it's a red. No, yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, Honestly, anything else? So- I think soccer is another one that's close to perfect. It's up there. ties. Yeah, ties disgruntle me. Uh, <laughs> ties do, ties are are very frustrating, and also the flopping, the culture flopping. of flopping. Yeah, we don't like that. But as far as simplicity goes, and just game rules, the fact like that you can just pick up a ball and play anywhere, like right, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. You just make a goal out of whatever. Oh, another thing that would make it, uh, football perfect. Every country in the world played football, and we had mm-hmm. a World Cup of football. Heck yeah! That would be the most amazing, <laughs> most incredible sporting event in the world. Do you think wars would even exist anymore at that point? Oh no! It's like no, like you use your football teams play each other. Exactly. It's like all right, whoever wins this football game gets oil rights for the next ten years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome.
0: What a way better way than negotiate. And it's an okay. incentive to keep your population
1: healthy. Exactly. Because they have to play. You hold tre. Imagine the casualty drops. Yeah. No more war. You just play a football game. Yeah. You may get like one or two concussions, but that's better than fifty thousand people dead. Yeah, that's true. We have solved. It's like the Germans are Clark- right there. I've healed you. We have healed the broken world. Mended the broken nations <laughs> with football
0: with football with American
1: football. football. <laughs> All right, anyway, that was a little bit of a taste of our off-season topics that we're going to get into. We have an entire a humongous list of off-season ideas. like I said first presidencies are going to be absolutely wild. That's going to be fun. Uh, I like the first presidency. Win totals, mailbags, uh we're going to have culturing episodes coming up soon. I'm making a list of TV shows and movies that are coming out... I do that, see that. ...that we will have to review. Mm. Um, it, that would be kind of fun. A Shrek 5 is coming out? Apparently! What?! It's, like, this is the kind of reason... How do you come out with something after Shrek the final chapter? I don't know. Is, is there a final, final chapter? <laughs> the last, last final chapter. What?! The pro... The, the epilogue. I don't know. But we will be having a lot of fun this off-season. Uh... We might be having so much fun, we'll go back up to two episodes a week. We'll have to oh, see. Heck yeah! But uh, yeah, we will have some very fun episodes. Don't even think about tuning us off and unfollowing until football season. Nope. nope and we'll nope, nope. still have football content too. We will do our win totals. Uh, we'll have other BYU-centric uh, discussions and whatnot. So keep following us. Follow us on the Instagram. We're gonna do a lot more on the socials. Uh, it's gonna be an awesome preseason, not off-season preseason. Preseason. Uh, yeah, until we get to week zero. Yep. And that's when it all starts. The race for the Cheez-Its. The race for the Cheez-Its. The number one. <laughs> the Big 12 championship campaign. Oh, see? There's so much. There's so much on the horizon. The race to Lawrence? The race to Lawrence? Mm-hmm. Wait, you'll have to see. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's going to be a fun off offseason. Preseason. Preseason.
0: Make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter at LoyalToRoyalPod where you will find all of this content and where you will find a lot of fun stuff that you can share with your friends and family to help this wonderful, royal, strong, and true community grow. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave a five-star review. Or if you didn't enjoy it, leave an honest review. We don't care. We would love to see what you think about the the episodes. All press is good press. All press is good press. We love you. We'll see you next time. Bonjour. (laughs) Bye-bye. Goodbye now. (laughs) Rawr, 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 rawr,